welcome to episode 157 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Weekly Podcast. I'm Mike Solosi, and we're here to talk about Mega Man Legends for a second week in a row, talking about the end game, the side quests, the future of Mega Man Legends, uh, which is maybe more of a depressing topic than uh, I'd care to admit. But we have lots to talk about, and there are three people joining me for this week, starting with Robert Fenner. Hello, good to be back. And also Don't Scott Clay. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Say it again. <laughs> Don't have anything witty this week, and then I've just talked over you. So, <laughs> wonderful start. Yeah, I'm, I'm just probably being a little too aggressive. But uh, joining Rob and I is Scott Clay. What's up, everybody? And finally, Mike Salvato. Why am I always last? You weren't last last time, were you? Oh, wait, was I? I don't hey. know. Hello. I'll have to go back and check. And man, I don't know, man. They're like... Uh, <laughs> The last time you were on Not the podcast before last week, I think, was that uh, that Final Fantasy episode that went three and a half hours. I was worried it scared you away. It, it was that or Parasite Eve. I forget which was first. Uh, Parasite Eve was twenty was like twenty fifteen or something. So I'm I'm quite certain it was the it was the Final Fantasy one from last year. All right, <laughs> boy, I need to come on here more often then. Uh, gentlemen, were we all able to finish it in the, sometime in the past week? It, it wasn't a terribly long game, I think. I think my final playtime was probably ten hours, maybe mm, maybe yeah. less. My clock was at the ten hour mark. It was yeah. around that. I think it was like eight or like eight fifty or very close to nine. Yeah, I think I was around nine and a half or ten, but I I, I was hustling through the game uh, towards the end because I was a little worried I wouldn't make it for the show, uh, and also I was quite desperate to go back to playing Dragon Quest Eleven. But uh, I I had I had like 11 something, but I was spending a lot of time doing almost every side quest and getting money. Hmm. So, yeah, I barely did any of the side quests, but uh, let's jump into that right away. I I wasn't aware that this game even had side quests uh, at the time of our first recording. So I was maybe. Yeah, I was I was probably uh, six hours in or something uh, when we recorded the first episode. And. I don't know. I think we mentioned side quests during the recording, or maybe just after the recording. So I went back and it's like, oh, there's there's little side quests in the police station and hospital, and uh, and may, I think maybe you also told me this off recording, but uh, you some you may have to go to the mayor and pay her to repair the town to unlock some of the side quests. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And it, is that is that um. Is the only condition for that that affects that uh, the first boss battle where um the where the uh, bond robots are destroying buildings or do do you, yes. ha- do you have to upgrade them? It, let's say you do that boss battle perfectly and all the buildings are undamaged. Do you have to pay money to upgrade buildings? I don't think so. Okay. I think at least one building is gonna get damaged. Yeah, I, don't I think, think there's I a think way to always, do it perfectly. Yeah, I don't think you can do it absolutely perfectly, but you you definitely don't have to pay to upgrade anything. Like it's quick. Really. Okay, because I mean. I guess I'm spoiled by open world action and uh, and you know sort of uh, RPGs with a lot of side quests in in the 2010s, but uh, no not- no notifications, no arrows over people's heads. Uh, <laughs> not, not, it's not really communicated to the players that side quests exist. Like, the, uh, is there a moment where the mayor or someone says, "Oh, go to the police station. Maybe they'll have some odd jobs for you"? Because I, I I don't remember encountering nope. anything like that. It's, it's just it's... counting on you to go talk to everybody. Yeah, oh, go, well, not only go talk to everybody, but talk to everybody again after each major event because certain ones only open up at certain points in the game. Yeah, there's actually um, I was going to talk about it. There's actually a couple of side quests that like you, you wouldn't find them anywhere else. Like there's like I think there's two in the flutter that uh, through the end of the game that you need to turn the TV on to activate. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I I should mention I only did one side quest this whole game, and it was at mm -hmm. the it was at the police station, and I don't even think I had to pay the mayor to um to upgrade it. I I paid to fix City Hall a little bit, but I'm not sure that affected anything. But the uh and and again, I don't want to sound like I started playing uh, video games in 2009. I mean, it, it, of course, side content in older RPGs that you know didn't have all of the modern UI and communication tools that these games did. Uh, of course, side quests would, you know, be unlocked through player exploration and talking to the right NPC at the right time. That's not new to any of us. But in Mega Man Legends, it felt like I never, ever had to go uptown or downtown for stuff, especially uptown, for the, a huge majority of the game. I was just like, okay, next ruins. Okay, next ruins. Okay, I'll go to the junk shop and see if I can uh, see if there's a new buster part. But I think I think maybe part of that is us being spoiled and jaded by um, you know the uh, vast hundred-hour open-world games that we see, um, you know, multiple uh, multiple releases each year. Whereas when Mega Man Legends was contemporary, um, having this big city space was a pretty rare thing indeed. So you you know you if if you hadn't seen anything like that before, you would probably be more keen to. Uh, stray from the critical path. Sure, but I. Mm, I guess it depends I, I, on the type I don't of know, game. But you like, I, I'm not expecting, again, modern sensibilities of open world action games in Mega Man Legends, but maybe just some more breadcrumbs or. Yeah, that would have been good, definitely. Or, or even in a game that's uh, that only came out a year later, uh, The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, that you know that deep cut, uh, you know, cult hit that only a handful of people have played. Of course, like at least that that game has you going through the main town hub all the time, and has mm. and has you know side quests available in the new area, like along the critical path of the story. Like you have to go to Goron Mountain a couple times in Ocarina of Time, and then you, if you just talk to the Gorons in the in uh, there the first and second time you visit, you'll encounter conversations about the side quests attached to that area, but there's nothing like that in Mega Man Legends. You have to go out of your way to go to a part of the town that you visit maybe two times naturally through the game. And mm, uh, and, well, and and some of and some of these side quests are quite detailed and have some pretty substantial rewards. Uh it was also I think a little bit of a different time where yeah when you bought a game you kinda just kind of explored and you kinda did these things. You weren't kind of rushing through it. So it was like I think we all said we beat this game pretty fast, right? But if you're sitting there, like, just playing casually, this is, I mean, you think of what, night back in 97, 98, right? You're sitting there, you're going, okay, that's the only game I got, so you might as well just go around and do every, like, Explorer and stuff like that. I mean, more than, more than three, like more than three games through, yeah. came out a year, dude. I, 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 and, I, <laughs> yeah, but in 97, 98, I had money. <laughs> Well, I mean, also in when it, when it was new, uh, we weren't playing it under a time limit to True. critique it on a podcast. Speak for yourself. I, I probably rented more than I bought in those games in those <laughs> days because of uh, because of, of funds mostly. But I, I mean, of course, everyone's everyone's play experience and everyone's avail, uh, available funds are different. But I, I mean, Phil, you're not racing to get to the end so you can talk about it. You're, yeah. you're no, he had a podcast in 1997. Ah, true. Of course, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I podcasted about um, I don't know algebra. If anybody did, it was definitely you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I I, well, pod, I, think... I podcast an awful lot for someone who wasn't paid to do so. <laughs> but I, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I again. I'm trying. I mean, I'm trying to think of how I played video games 20 years ago. But I, uh, 
I, I definitely replayed games more and didn't have as and didn't have the problem of being surrounded by every video game ever made at all times. In uh, in 1997, 98, I mean, I didn't even have a uh, PlayStation until 99 or 2000. But I, I think that the side quests are hidden and easy to miss in this game. And um, yeah, and that's a little disappointing because I I think I mentioned in the previous episode uh, we I think. Uh, uh, the shining laser came up as one of the cool endgame weapons, and I and I knew about it because I had played Tatsunoko v Capcom. You know, me being the uh, being st- still trying to enjoy fighting games in 2018, uh, and the shining laser is uh, Mega Man Volnut's uh, super move in that game, or one of them. So I'm like, oh sweet, I can get the shining laser in the end. But no, it's uh, one of its components, or maybe more than one, are locked behind side quests. So I never even well, sniffed all of the them. Sh- oh, all of them. All right. So uh, I, I never I never sniffed the shining laser. And they are ob- obnoxious side quests that will take a lot of time and patience to complete. The one I yeah. did was the bomb defusing one, uh, mm. um, it, around the, uh, yeah, around uptown. But they gave me, a, I think, one of the items they gave me was a bomb. But uh, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a. Uh, I, I'm not even sure if that unlocked anything. But the uh, again, again, this is because this is an early 3D action game and has some early open world ideas in it without really being an open world game it's some of these some of the side content isn't you know as obvious as i would have preferred or as accessible uh-huh. as i would have preferred and uh and that leads me to another thing i think um if you get all the uh weapons in this game or most of them uh the cost of upgrading them is enormous like i i think uh-huh. i maybe only threw one upgrade at the active buster after i got it because it because it just you it um upgrade amounts go into the hundreds of thousands of zenny pretty fast and uh, I basically maxed out the vacuum arm and the machine buster, and I think that was about it. But you're like, also going to want to be upgrading your armor at the junk shop so you can actually oh, stand a chance. Yes, I, yes. I, yeah, that's right. I did get a flak jacket. Yeah. And I think one upgrade from that eventually. But say like take half damage, but then all the end game foes do so much damage mm-hmm. that it's it's about the same. Yeah, I was threatened I, a couple times, but I but I, uh, I I I don't think I got a game over in the second half of the game. But I was you know oh, playing playing, you. playing oh, very nice. carefully. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting while we're talking about taking less damage. I'm waiting for Scott to chime in and say I didn't buy any of those because I just didn't get hit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean I, I didn't get a game over. I mean I I played this game a lot though. I mean I kind of knew everything was coming, so it wasn't like that. But I mean I mean you still get the upgrades there. I mean like I said, there's there's some cheap ways to get money in the game. So I mean, like how? Because I, okay. I think I, I the, the guide I was checking mentioned oh total upgrade uh, total cost of upgrading everything three million zenny or something and I'm like well oh f that, that, oh, that yeah, that's not happening. There's some things like the active buster that and maybe the shining laser that are just kind of over the top and kind of unnecessary. But there's I think there's a few ways you can get infinite zenny, and there's one way you can get two hundred thousand zenny through another side quest like immediately. But ooh, that makes you a baddie though. But yeah, it makes yeah. you a baddie, but. It, who cares? <laughs> you get well, then you don't get to see the servbots up in their their burger joint. Yeah, you. but that's that's that. Yeah, it's not. That's, I think that's a trade off if you play the game much times. So well. Okay, I don't know anything about the servbot burger joint, but I immediately <laughs> but I immediately <laughs> support it over criminal activity. So the servbots robbed the bank at one point. And I don't think they robbed the bank. I think they were mistaken for robbers, or like Those they actually took money out. Scams. But they think because they've been ra- they've been running around like destroying things for like the last you know <laughs> couple days that they're like, oh, these guys are robbers, take them out. I think that yeah. I think that's the case. And they, they have they, a briefcase of money, so yeah, obviously yeah. they stole it. Yeah, they have a briefcase of money, so they stole it. So 
when you pick it up, it's like I can bank give this doesn't in. keep the bank does not keep money in briefcases. Those well. those serve bots <laughs> earned that with their hard, yeah. you know, their hard scrabble lemonade stand or something. I believe in the serve bots. But honestly, still proven guilty. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, honestly, it's one of my favorite parts. So you you pick up the money, and it's like you could just walk out. If you walk out from that side quest right there, you keep the money, and all of a sudden everybody hates you because your armor immediately turns black and you become a social pariah from everybody because you stole two hundred thousand zen, right? Or you give it back, you get like I think ten thousand, and you get to see twenty. Ooh, oh, twenty. Okay, and then you get to see little burgers stand at the servbot start. I think the two hundred thousand zen is a better reward for stopping uh, possible robbery. burgers. Burger cutscene forever. Now I wish I had done some side quests to get well, this cutscene. Well, that's the one. That's one of the ones Scott's talking about, though. Yeah. Like, this only gets triggered if you go to the flutter and watch the TV, which tells you, "Oh, there's some something going on downtown." Yeah, I, and that's, I, that's I, the I, thing. I, I never found a single hint to go back to the flutter. I, I didn't. I mean, really. See, well, but I like, mean, that's the whole thing. I the minute I got a chance to explore the flutter back in the day, I was like, "Oh shit!" I get to go on the flutter, go and look at everything, and I just you, you touch everything, and you go in a rolls room, and you get in trouble, and all that stuff. <laughs> Well, that's that's the that's the other problem with these quests. Um, uh, Doctor Barrel like hints that you should watch the TV. He's like, "Oh, Mega Man, just hang out for a while and watch TV with me." But depending on when he when you're up there with him and when you do that, you might just like inspect the TV and just get a weather report. Right. Or you know, if you do it at a very certain time window, you'll you'll unlock these quests. Yeah, I think and, it has. I think it has something to do with what's been built rebuilt downtown and what's been not rebuilt i think you need certain things i'm not sure i don't know the exact I, specifics and it's it's certain things and whether you've completed certain quests and according to one guide i read like some of it's like time-based mm. like i know there's there's one where there's the three guys and they have their little club which is where you get more um, buster for the shiny laser yeah, yeah. and like you go to them and they're like hey i need like a saw or something so you go find some construction worker and get it and you go back and they say, okay, cool. Well, now we're upgrading, so come back later. And it really means later. Like, you have to let let certain amount of, like, actual time go by before you can continue Oh, oh okay. So it's not, it's um, it's time-based in that you have to wait real hours, not time-based in that you have a limited number of hours to complete it. Right, right. Okay, yeah, okay. I don't think there's and then, any. That, that's, better, that's better than my first assumption. I <laughs> <laughs> could be wrong. I, maybe there is a couple of missable side quests. I don't think there really is. I don't think there is. The, the only... So. The only two I did not finish, so of course I don't have the laser in this playthrough, is one of the mini games at the TV station because they're awful. Um, <laughs> I, I did all of the racing except I could not get through the technical course and I didn't have the patience for it. And then there's a side quest, which I think you need for that, um, with a little girl in the hospital because I, I could not get the next stage of the quest to trigger and I don't know why. Hmm. Like, yeah, you're supposed to be able to donate time. money to, like, help the girl out, but, like, they never offered me, unless I was talking to the wrong person. So, I don't know. I, I think with all of... This is the last thing I'll say on the side quest, because we were supposed to talk about how to get all the money. <laughs> but um, I think when it comes to the side quests, it... Um, I, I think Fenner started mentioning it. It sort of depends on the kind of player you are. Um, I know for me, like... Maybe not this playthrough because we were trying to like get through it in podcasts. But generally, when I play games, I spend way too much time exploring, um, which is which is probably why MMOs are not good for me because I'm happy <laughs> to just like hang around and like yeah. look at stuff for I hours think, and hours. I think that's like the MMO. 
player mentality is let's go explore. I think yeah. for a lot of just, stuff, for, if, keep, if you do that, you'll find everything, I think. Yeah, and just keep talking to everyone, which, you know, even though the side quests are kind of weird and obscure, at the same time, I think it's a strength of the game that, like, so many of these characters have different dialogue, like, constantly throughout the game. Like, there's a surprising amount of dialogue for the for the size of this game. I yeah, think. yeah, there there is a lot of dialogue if you um especially voice dialogue and I, and I was consistently impressed by that for this being a 1997 game. But I mean it is true I am more of an objective based RPG player compared to a lot of a lot of people that I know. So it's like uh, unless I know I'm getting a reward from from something, I'm uh I'm at least less inclined to do it, and I don't always want to go around and talk to everyone. I want to, I want to, you know, I, I want to get get on to a ne- the next reward or the next plot point. A lot, a lot yeah. of the time, I'm, I'm. You can call it impatient. Like or... The friends that you make along the way. <laughs> but but <laughs> the reward but, is an exploration. You get to but, explore things. <laughs> but I don't, I don't see a button on. I don't see a meter for exploration. And maybe hanging out with friends <laughs> can lets me uh, upgrade my social link, but not always. Uh, so, I, I, I again. Some uh, sometimes really care about completing objectives more than just experiencing a game, but not always. And I, I I think I would have liked to do these side quests, and I would have been more inclined to explore if, you know, if if they gave me stuff to do. If I had a better reason to visit the uh, these, uh, you know, slightly hidden away parts of the game, like yeah, even if even even if uh well I mean I sure that that's true, but it's not it wasn't it was never communicated to me. It, and it, mm. you have to you have to go pretty far off the beaten path to get some of these uh, to get some of these side quests available. And I, I don't I, I thought it was poorly communicated. But again, this is a 1997 game, and so I, I don't know if I want to give it that well, much. I, can, I can't it. argue. I can't argue with you on that one. Uh, Mike and Scott, you were both saying that uh, Mike, you had upgraded almost every weapon in one earlier playthrough many years ago, and Scott, you said that there was. A way or ways besides um, cheating those uh, that those poor serve arts out of their hard-earned cash, you monster, to to get a lot of money <laughs> at once. Uh, uh, is there an effective way of farming Zenny, or is it really just no, no? You just got to go through dungeons and do side quests. I think I can't. I don't remember. I haven't done it a long time. I think there's a way to get infinite Zenny very quickly. Like if you just do something like over and over and over again you get like a thousand or two thousand every time you do it and it's like it's better than just going around trying to kill things in the long run because you're not like actively going through loading zones and stuff like that but i don't remember how to do it it's been a long I mean, time the, the tv games the tv I mean, games if, yeah if you're good at them like by the time you get to rank a you'll get like two three thousand uh kick that can a thousand times in a row yeah or you can do that <laughs> I don't know. I could I could see the balloon the kick, one maybe working. Kicking the can was pretty. Gun. Kicking the can was pretty satisfying. It made me wonder what a uh, what a, a Mega Man Soccer 3D or a Mega Man Football like or field goal kicking mini game would would look like. <laughs> did you um? Did you the back when the whole uh, ridiculous red ash thing was happening? Um, <laughs> that uh, um, that's that's <laughs> that's what Inafune released like a very very rough. Um, poorly programmed uh, demo of uh, Beck kicking a can into a bakery. <laughs> you know, I, I think I think I do remember that, or, or seeing a GIF or a video. And I and I just, oh God, I'm such a moron. I'm just realizing this now. Red Ash is also Reed Dash. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. boy. 
So I actually I'm just looked this up. Um, and it involves a character we did not talk about yet. This infinite is any glitch. Oh, is it? Is it a Data, the greatest character in the game? Yes, it is Data. Awesome. <laughs> so if you tell, like, if you tell Data, you keep losing fights, um, and then you answer like, uh, like his, his, the questions in like the in a correct order, he keeps giving you a thousand zenny every time. He keeps oh. you, you can just keep getting a thousand zenny from him, unless you say no to it. Then you get like I think it says you get a, a lump sum of fifty six thousand, but you don't get any more. But you don't want to do that. You want to keep getting money from him. There you go. So you, can dia- so, so you can dialogue for any. I mean, he keeps dancing. Bitcoin. People probably keep gets gets money for it. <laughs> oh, just get money. Money. Just, data just prints money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't know. I I feel like there's also maybe some corridor somewhere. Like if you wanted to, you could probably just yeah. run through the main no, gate. Like, like, the, like the early patch Destiny one thing where you could just keep firing guns into a cave and it would spit money back out at you. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I well, wish it was the, that easy. When you unlock the su- the sub cities and you have to defeat all the all the creatures in a room before going to get the key, um, if you go back and do that, you get about twenty k each time you clear out one of those, and it takes maybe like five minutes. Oh shoot! Do they respawn when you go back in? I don't even. Yeah, I never went every back time. In. Oh also, shoot! That's a good one. There's also the easy mode after you beat the hard mode, which is like you can get a lot of money very quickly. It's like I think it's like. Four or five times the amount you normally get from everything. So yeah, I did read in the in the replay uh, mode on easy, you get the, you get the jump in the skates from the beginning, or maybe just the skates, and uh, and all of the rewards are more substantial. Which, if you want to, you know, upgrade that active buster all the way to max, maybe wait for the second playthrough. Seems to be the solution. Yeah, well, third because you have to do hard mode first. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. you gotta do hard work for that. Oh, my, my bad. I, I, I must have blanked when you mentioned that. I'm sorry. <laughs> what a weird system. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I preferred Capcom's later Devil May Cry system, where you unlock easy mode if you die enough times on mortal. Then the game, then I'm exactly. sorry, on normal, and the game takes pity on you. It's I like, saw that screen a lot. It's like, it's like, it's like are you huh? sure you don't want to switch? <laughs> He's like, huh? Looks like you're having a lot of trouble with with normal. Wuss. That was the maybe. This is more your speed. <laughs> I think that was the only way I could beat the first boss the first time I played Devil May Cry. <laughs> I think everyone I, had trouble with that boss the first time I played it. <laughs> like yeah, no, I, I really struggled the first time I played Devil May Cry, but I refused to go down to easy. I was, I was, I, I took, I took, I did not enjoy the game's tone in unlocking easy mode, so I was determined to beat it on normal, and I eventually did. But okay, so ba- uh, yeah, back to Mega Man Legends. Um, where we left off, you, you, uh, after the battle on the lake, you unlock. Uh, I, I guess sort of the next two subgates back to back, and then at the end of the second one, you get the drill arm, which unlocks a lot of uh, a lot of new rooms and new avenues and ways to interconnect the uh, dungeons and and the interconnectivity of those of the different ruins uh, was sort of a high point that uh, I think Scott um, mentioned in the first episode. Mm-hmm. So, uh, did we notice anything unusual or special about these? Because I mean, I again, I don't want to sound like too much of a hater, but these. I mean, these ruins are kind of samey. They're, they're oh, they're all the same. same. They're all the same. Yeah. I mean, I think the last one's a little different. Uh, mm. The closer gate one. At least it okay. has a little different feel. And there's like, well, that one room where you dig all the way in, and then find out that you didn't bring the grand grenades. So you have to go back out and equip it and come back in with it. Right. Um, yes. I, I was. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I mean, I was following a guide, so I, I knew to do that. But it was. Yeah. I, I did not appreciate that amount of backtracking. 
Yeah, it, that's, I, I know we touched on it the first time, so I won't spend a lot of time, but that, that is one of the little annoyances in the game. Not that, I mean, the subgates aren't really even that long, so it's not that big a deal, but it's one of those things like the drill and the grenade. There's some things that are like really situational where it'd be nice if they were just like items instead of... Yeah, if you, yeah. If you could upgrade them yeah. from the menu or if even if there was a console where you could upgrade them from at like the beginning of the dungeon or something, that would have I think that would have mm -hmm. helped a lot. But alas, no, we have to you have to exit the dungeon and call roll to um, change any any anything yeah. on your uh, on your right arm. Well, it's just yeah. like it's t almost like it's taunting you by having the menu option to look at your special weapons, and then you can <laughs> then you can unequip it. Um, uh, yeah, so you can just, kick things. Yeah, <laughs> unequip it and then forget. And not realize what you did wrong, and then lose a boss battle like um, like I might have at one point. Uh oh, <laughs> at least some of the dungeons have some unique rooms, like the one under the lake. I like that room that's all full of like running water, and so it has some scenes. Yeah, that it, totally yeah. yeah I was gonna say that. Like that's what I, I thought was the the second subgate when you're in that room with the the, the waterfall, the on the on both sides. It connects. I think it connects oh, to the the sub route. Yeah, it, it loops to the 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 smaller gates. Uh, the small sub uh, gates, and it's like, okay. I always like that room, too. Yeah. It's not all samey, but you're right. It's a lot of the same stuff. It's not... Yeah, but, I mean, I mean again, this is, you know, me in, in uh, maybe 99 not enjoying Mega Man Legends when I rented it. Uh, hmm. like, like, to me... To me Mega Man stages are unique and themed after a boss or a single concept, and have, and have you know, catchy tunes and, and bold colors. And these were mostly identical looking ruins that did not have the uniqueness or the flavor of of the Mega Man games I loved. So I mean I mean it does get a little better in Mega Man Legends too. The dungeons feel more unique. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, yes. I mean I think I think all of them are actually way more unique than this one. And there's no more there's no more big interconnecting gates anymore. So it's like that does seem like a marginal improvement that I would appreciate. But uh, again the, the interconnectivity of these dungeons is cool. Uh the like again, um, Mega Man Legends has a lot of interesting concepts that maybe weren't executed perfectly because of the of the time and technology. But uh, let's move through the story a little bit. Uh, the game got I think the game got at least twenty percent more fun once I unlocked the skates. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, cruising and grinding around on those things was a blast. I uh, I and, and again made made um, made backtracking much more much more tolerable as well. Hmm. Yeah, even more so when you. Uh, remember when some random person tells you um, that you can hold up and go faster. Because um, I forgot that until like three days ago. <laughs> Man, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind playing like a. Was there a racing mini game? Yes. It's, okay. Yes. I hate it. And oh, there's another one. In, That's too bad. There's it's, another one in Mega Man Legends Two. One of Legends Two is fun. I like the one Legends Two. Well, I shouldn't say it's bad. It just it's it gets frustrating with the requirements yeah. that go so high, and you have to like race through oh, okay. these little cones. This is this is not an engine that is meant for a skiing, skateboarding slash race. Yeah. yeah. I I always enjoy a racing mini game and a fishing mini game, but I I if they're you know if they're sort of unbalanced or unfair in a certain way, that I can see how they'd be frustrating. Oh, I wish there was a fishing game. I would totally play a, a fishing mini game if they had one of this. That would fit in really nicely with the rest of this game. It yeah. would actually. There's a there's a little bit which I forgot about, and I don't know the story behind it. If someone else does, in the credits, there's like a single credit for like the Breath of Fire Three rescue team. <laughs> I don't know if like the Breath of Fire Three really? team like helped out <laughs> in some part of this game. 
Sounds like they must have, huh? Makes sense. Yeah. I, I, if I remember correctly, I, I think they had the, the the time constraints on Mega Man Legends was like super super strict, like because it wasn't something they wanted. Like I mean, I, I'm going off of like I think second hand information here. There was something that Capcom didn't actually want to do. Oh, like, I can Inafune, see kind of like you know, like, you we got to do this. Let's do this, and it kind of got enough popularity. They got a second game. You know, mm-hmm. possible. I mean, I, I can see how this might have been an Inafune passion project that was uh, that was a little rushed to completion. Again, like I, I think of how dense the Apple market is and how empty seeming uptown and downtown are. It's like, oh, I, I bet they just ran out. I bet they had a more ambitious blueprint for this, and at one point ran out of budget. But, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, you know, you know, like um, I appreciate again. I don't like some of the fundamental problems with these dungeons and this game's framework. But uh, as you continue playing and the dungeons interconnect, and you get the skates. And you get more upgrades and more bu- and more Buster parts. I was enjoying it. I enjoyed the second half more than the first half. But but I think it. I'm I'm not sure what what it would have needed to for me to really be invested from the beginning. And uh, so I, I want to ask before we talk about the plot a little bit more. I want to ask you. Uh, I want to ask you a question. And I have I have a special question right now and a special question near the end of the podcast. I want to ask all three of you. Um, if Mega Man Legends One were to get a remake in 2019. And uh, they preserved everything that was good about it before, and have some modern sensibilities. What what is one thing you would change, or one thing you would absolutely need to add, for a, for a hypothetical Mega Man Legends one re- remake? And I'll I'll go first because I didn't I didn't I didn't warn you about this question, so I'm playing a little unfair. And uh, <laughs> uh, for me, I think it would be um, uh, better maps and quest markers, and just more side quests in general. Because, again, I don't want to get too Ubisoft open world on you guys, but I think that one problem was that I wasn't able to find and or encounter side quests. Even, and if this game were to be remade, I think you would need at least a better way of finding them. And so improved map and some level of quest marking, I think, is something I would change for a remake. Uh, do any of you guys have an idea for this question I sprung on you unfairly? Oh, yes. Um I, I was going to say the map markers, but I think my first choice would be the ability to lock on or use special weapons while moving. <laughs> ah, okay. Because the yeah. fact that you can't means I, I, for most boss battles, I didn't use special weapons and I never locked on because, like, I can't just stand still. I'll get mm-hmm. hit. Yeah, doing sort of like like a either like a, a left-right strafe blanketing or a circling them with while firing the buster roughly towards the center of the screen was the, how I beat every single boss yes, battle. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is circle a circle. Strafe, circle strafe, yeah. circle strafe, keep going. Yeah, so so either, either, yeah, either like a back-and-forth strafe or a circle strafe is, is how you um, do everything. It's basically how much can you circle strafe and jump at the same time and see if you can hit the weakness. If, so, if, something, the was flying, if something was flying over me, though, I would, uh, I would have to lock on at least a little bit with my, uh, with my yeah. machine buster. Again, aerial uh, the circle strafe isn't as effective when they're on when enemies above you and flying at weird angles. But uh, but uh, yeah, I totally feel you with a, a better targeting system or a moving while targeting system. Um, uh, Scott or Rob, do you have an idea for something you would change or add for an MML one remake? Change or add? I mean, I think I think uh, Mike Ray said. I mean, I would get rid of the Z targeting. Like I've never liked Z targeting, even like Ocarina and. Stuff like that, like the or not Z targeting, but like the the targeting with the like you know you get a reticule and you have to like it's like this is your target right here. I I've never liked that three D action. I would say if you're gonna do a remake, you know, change the whole actual like combat yeah. instead of circle strafing and just make it not just the controls but change the combat. I think. 
Well, maybe you could just use aiming on a second analog stick yeah. or something. Yeah, that works too. Yeah. Change the combat. Let's just remake it in the Mega Man X4 engine. Yeah, that, that's the solution. Mm, I, I, I like Mega Man X4. Not, not 2D, but I mean like... The blade arm is kind of like Zero, the Z-Saber. Kind of. Yeah. You get it. Well, technically, to get the one of the parts for the Shine Laser is called the X-Buster. Yeah. That's a clever reference, I guess. Uh, so, so, Rob, what's your uh, answer? Um, what would you change or add if this game got remade? Oh, I really don't want to remake. But um, <laughs> if there was a uh, if there was a Mega Man Legends three, imagine such a thing. Um, I reckon like better controls would have been a foregone conclusion. Um, I just imagine that that was probably on the cards with that prototype that they were working on. Um, but uh, what I, I'd want more verbs um, out in the world and in the dungeons because. Uh, within within Mega Man Mega Man Legends One in particular, you really are just sort of doing doing the one thing uh, throughout throughout the entirety of the game, and you know maybe seeing if there were more um, special weapons that had an effect in the world, like the drill or you know some sort of light puzzle solving, or just you know feeling like Mega Man was a little bit more tactile than just this um, running shooting thing which i mean that's what mega man is but that's not what mega man volnut is so right. i'd like to see like a little bit more like a little bit more thing like things to do i suppose um in terms of of you know what you can do with your controller yeah more verbs besides talk search and shoot your weapons yeah yeah <laughs> that'd be cool i get yeah. you I don't right. know what they would be, but, you know, I'm thinking, you know, if the dungeons were something more in tune with Ocarina of Time, where there are uh, certain tasks that you need to perform or certain gimmicks or certain challenges to overcome, um, because none of the bosses really, there's not really much strategy other than shoot this thing until it's dead. Yeah. And yeah. then there's like a couple little like shields where you like hit a button to turn turn the shields off. But yeah, that's they, as far they, as they got with puzzles. Know, these aren't Zelda bosses where you need to, you know, get bosses into vulnerable states by using puzzle elements. Or and then this isn't, you know, Mega Man or <laughs> whoops. Uh, this is here's a robot master for you. Uh, uh, this isn't Batman Arkham City where you have to like set traps oh for you have to set traps for uh, Mr. Freeze in the lab until he you know trips and damages himself. That that's a really good boss battle. Like Mega Arkham City is hasn't aged that great as an open world game, but that Mr. Freeze boss battle rules. And and again, Batman. That's a that, that's a free robot master name. Catman. I was gonna say I'd yeah. fight that DLC. Yeah yeah, I'd 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 fight. And I get some for that one. But, they do have Shade uh, Man in Mega Man Seven, who and yeah. he was who was basically and dude that that stage is basically a oh. Castlevania stage. It sounds like even the stage music sounds like bloody tears. But okay, back to Mega Man Legends and not uh, Batman or other things. Uh, I, we haven't really talked about the story yet. I mean, you uh, we mentioned the Lake June and the Closer Woods subgates, but then after that you have. Oh boy, you have uh, a bunch of fights in the air at once against against some pirates. And I did not love this part of the game. <laughs> no, that's that's where I wanted to be able to move and lock on. Yeah. Or move and aim better. Yeah. I don't know how I beat this boss with like no no health left at all. Um, <laughs> but uh, somehow I did. I wanted to cry, but I made it. <laughs> I like it. I think it's I think it's a really cool battle. It's just again, it's it's one of those things where. I'll, some improved controls would have made it like where you're not thinking about the controls, like you're just focusing mm. on the fight because it's a and really interesting battle. 
if you try to lock on, it just it just goes nuts because it's you know trying to lock on to all these different crafts at once. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's why I said I've hated I hate yeah, targeting in uh, like every game. I, I, I use the I used uh, my machine gun for this, and it, I ran out of juice so fast because it's just like again the lock on was mostly functional, functional, but leaves you vulnerable, and the distance is usually so great that the machine gun. Uh, the machine gun bullets trail behind the enemy and they don't know. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I, I mostly I mostly did this without locking on. And I, uh, again, it, it, it was close for me, too. I, I had barely any health left, and I ended up using the uh, um, using my, uh, what, what do they call it, the, the canister or the... The I, canteen. I, I, yeah, the canteen. That was it. And, um, and it, they do the Mega Man Legends thing where it's not really one boss battle, it's three boss battles in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they don't warn you about that. No, um, the closest hint that you have is, oh, what's Data doing outside this door? He, he, this is this isn't where you usually are, buddy. It's like, oh no, <laughs> and and they don't have you know the uh, the segmented door in a lot of uh, Mega Man games. Hmm. Uh, the, uh, on the way to a yes. boss with a with a big uh, with the big Wily sign above. So. <laughs> I think at this point you got to realize this is not a Mega Man game. Yeah, it's, it's like, like this is not a Mega Man game. Oh, Doctor Wiley's a friendly boat operator now. That's, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's, that's <laughs> it, it just it drags it drags slowly back in. It's like, yeah, oh, this is gonna be this. It's coming now. Here comes yeah, the Mega Man stuff. It's, it's an interesting career change for old Albert. I gotta say. Yeah. Oh yeah. They. I totally. I completely forgot the Bruno fight because I'm like, oh, I gotta go to like all these little sub cities. Like, what's through here? And like, you know, I don't. I didn't save that time before I went in the door, and uh, I yeah, I got killed. Because it's just—it's like it's a big thing, like spring on you without any warning. It's just like, oh, this giant boss that will kill you in three hits. I—I <laughs> I think I did know about that, but it was definitely because I was following a guide and not because of context clues. <laughs> yeah. I do like the pirates, though. I don't know if we talked about that much. I think they're oh, just they're great, great side character. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, we, we did talk they're about them. characters. We, we did talk about them a little bit. They're, they're probably my um, uh, Tron and Teasel are my favorite non-data characters. I would say. Yeah, they're, they're who make this story interesting. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. Sunday, they're Sunday or Saturday morning cartoon villains, and they're, they they exactly. they ham it up and they're great. And you and you know, I have to say, I enjoyed that they um, were in pretty good spirits at the end of the game because they 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 sort of they free Mega Man from the uh, from the trap that. Uh, Oh, that what's his name? Uh, the pink hair fella, uh, Juno. That, Mega Juno. Mega yeah, Juno. That, that Juno leaves him in, and then um, they they end up, you know, like floating very slowly along the ocean. But at least they got the the giant refractor crystal that Mega Man couldn't pick up at the uh, in the final dungeon. <laughs> yep, just like they said they would do. Let so, him go in there, and we'll plunder it. Yep. So so they 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 let Mega Man go. There's no hard feelings, and they got a huge reward. But they're also kind of stranded, so they aren't you know they aren't totally sailing into the sunset successfully. That that was it was a good to choice of tone, making them as silly and as powerful, but also as friendly as they are, and also to have Ooh. them you know sort of win and lose at the end. Um, I don't know, like like a good loop on the third cartoon or something. It's like yeah, he's a scoundrel, and he got the treasure, but then he kind of doesn't have the treasure. <laughs> I, 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 I found the pirates delightful. I um I totally get why Tron is a fan favorite that got her own game and is has been in a couple Capcom versus games. That, that's very yeah. Cool. And they both get better in the sequel too, which is awesome. You see a lot of them. Oh, is there is there a fourth? That's a, do, do we get an expanded family? Is there a, is no. there a, a Bond family reunion? Although, you do learn about their their parents. I don't know if you try to think. I mean, there's some other characters they're with. They're not yeah. Bond people, but there's some more characters. That there's a there's a second set of pirates in um in legends 2 
And, uh, you know, um, speaking of parents, this is one thing I thought was a little unusual. They mentioned Rolls looking for her parents in, like, the first 30 minutes of the game and then the last five minutes of the game. And otherwise, I don't think there was a single mention or clue about that. And you'll immediately drop right into that in Legend sure. 2. <laughs> I, I mean, that's it, the main plot of Legend 2. Like, uh, okay, I get that, and that's fine. But I, but I thought it was a little weird for them to, you know, uh, like, to, to, pay off, so to, pay off, to pay off absolutely none of that in Mega Man Legends 1. Yeah. There's so much of this game's plot that just doesn't work for me at all. I mean, I have to struggle to think of something that Barrel actually does. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think like it, it feels like an opening act of a much bigger story, and I and it just doesn't it doesn't pan out. Doesn't you don't get any answers, and I think that's the reason why I picked up Mega Man Legends Two so fast when it came out because I wanted answers. So, so Mega it, Man it, Legends Two answers some of these questions, oh, yes. and is a yeah, more, is a bit it, of a more plot plot heavy, yes, more fully featured more game. Plot heavy, yeah, sure, and it's yeah, more yeah. featured, yeah. and then and then it leaves you on another freaking cliffhanger. <laughs> I mean, the, the fifteen the, years, <laughs> Capcom. The, the the things that actually matter in this story, um, well, I mean, in terms of the wider plot, they all happen like in the last hour, um, out of basically out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. Mega Man Juno recognizing Mega Man Volnut was uh, interesting. I mean, I, at the begin, I mean, from the beginning, I wasn't a hundred percent sure if Volnut was human or robot, because I I, 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 mean, I could tell Roll was Roll seemed human, and Barrel seems like human with cybernetic enhancements from an injury or something, because he has that metal plate in his face. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm like, okay, so either everyone in this game is sort of part human, part robot, or it's not a big deal. And which is fine, uh, but uh, but but I, I I wasn't 100 percent sure on Mega Man being a full robot or a full human, but Juno recognizing him and calling him Mega Man Trigger, and Juno's full name being Mega Man Juno, and even saying that Trigger had a special designation that he was a uh, a purifier. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, purifier. It's, 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 it's like okay, this is a this is a lot of world building in the past five lines of dialogue. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. And this yeah. is just like not hinted at and it's, you know, it's a treasure hunting story and then you go too deep and there's, there's Juno and, and it's guess like, what? Oh, the treasure all along was you Mega Man. Yeah. And you've yeah. got to kill every human. And, and they mentioned that uh, Mega Man was an agent of mother. And I think, I don't even know if this is in the game. I think it may just be in the, uh, in the opening cutscene over, over water. <laughs> uh, but they mentioned that uh, diggers are searching for the mother load. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if, like, uh, if mother is the, you know, the queen of this ancient robot civilization and she's the mother load. I, I, I don't know. I, I have far too many questions and not enough answers from these f 15 minutes of dialogue and two half-boss battles at the end of the game. Yeah. It felt like Inafune wanted to make a huge huge story and it was like this is the opening act this is how it starts and then he's like oh i can't fit everything into one game and i'll stop right here and that's what that's what it feels like it's like it's you get 10 minutes of plot and it's like you don't have any answers at the end of the game it's like okay and then maybe there'll be a sequel because it does it, it does leave off in like oh the to be continued kind of thing the ending is sort of sweet they're flying off in the flutter and everyone in the uh, everyone in the town is waving back at them and i i love the uh the terribly animated polygons and all those farewells especially the inspector's mustache uh i do love a playable uh ending yeah oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. 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 so yeah. i'm here for that yeah the, the re-explorable ending um the you know saying goodbye to everyone in the uh in all of the social links in a persona game uh, the fully explorable world, like a Dragon Quest Seven or an Earthbound, that that's all really great. Except I'm still mad that 
there's a plot important item that you can only find hidden in a well at the ending cutscenes of Dragon Quest Seven. That seems that seems wrong. Um, oh, there's a lot wrong with that game, in my opinion. Yeah, also, <laughs> also fair, uh, uh, but. I, I had, I had to, again, to go back to Roll's parents thing, I completely forgot about Roll's parents, except there's a throwaway line at the end. Oh, maybe the next island we'll find a, something about your parents, Roll. I'm like, oh, right. That was the thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, remember they crash-landed, though. They didn't intend yeah. to go there. This yeah. whole thing was like a side quest of where they were trying to go. So Mega Man Legends is more like a Mega Man Gaiden, and Mega Man Legends 2 is the real Mega Man Legend. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, actually, no, that's a pretty good synopsis. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, um, I'll start Mega Man Legends two as soon as I finish Dragon Quest eleven, and I will be raring to talk about it uh, next week. Um, so, invested Mega Man Legends fans have been thirsty for a sequel for eighteen years or uh, seventeen plus years, and without going into plot stuff because I haven't really started Mega Man Legends two yet. Mega Man Legends two ends on a cliffhanger. Yes. So, okay, unrelated to plot. Uh, what is something you would definitely want in a Mega Man Legends 3? This is my second unfair early question I want to add, <laughs> add to you guys. And for me, the answer is very, very clear. I want bosses that give you their weapons when you beat them. That, that is one Mega Man thing that I, I, would, I am frust like upset, borderline, dumbfounded. It is not in Mega Man Legends 1 or 2. That feels like a central Mega Man tenet to me. I think you gotta let go of the whole. This is not a Mega Man game. It's never. I'm not letting go. Oh no, no. If if the game has Mega Man in the title, you are getting (laughs) weapons after you defeat bosses. I'm sorry. (laughs) That is something that that I am still kind of baffled is not in this game. So if Mega Man Legends Three were to happen, like, sure, even if it's just weapon parts they have to assemble later, but just give me more bespoke boss battles with with Mega Man-ish weapons as the reward. That that's that's I, I need that. Actually, even if it wasn't like weapons or parts, like anything unique from a boss battle, instead of just like here's another pile of money, w- sure. would be a little more interesting. Yeah, yes. my, my, my expectations are low <laughs> for for a, for a Mega Man Legends three ever happening, which is a little sad like, to say. I know it's a little unfair of me. Maybe some villains that, um, you know, some more more villains that you have a back and forth with. Um, cause it's, you know, there's, there's the bonds, um, they're not really villains anymore by the end of Mega Man Legends. Um, and then there's Juno, um, and then there's just like a whole bunch of, um, uh, mindless reaver bots. So yeah, seeing um, some more, uh, enemies with agency would be pretty cool. I, I would say that Juno's pretty memorable and, um, and the bonds are total delights, but you're Juno right, Rob. Juno would work better if, like, if he, he just, you know, there's nothing hinting at his existence. We, um, I think we mentioned this last episode, but, uh, and to be fair, I listened to that episode only a few days ago. It's pretty fresh in my memory. Um, that we, that the, the battles on the surface against the Bonds are full of personality and dialogue, but yeah. the, and, uh, and the battles underground are against these nameless, faceless, silent Reaver bots. That they were mm-hmm. almost done by separate teams. It's like, oh, here's the, here's like the Mega Man Breath of Fire crew upstairs, and then the Resident Evil crew downstairs. But, uh, <laughs> More, more villains with personality and dialogue and purpose. I would, I would say, is is a very good, a very good choice. Although I don't mean to put yeah. words in your mouth, Rob. And you, you get mm, that. No, you get, yeah. Oh, you get that in Mega Man Legends too. Is you get more villains, more air pirates, more stuff like that. The the, the cast kind of expands. Maybe in Mega Man Legends three, it should just it should just all be crews of pirates, and with, with the Mega Man pirates being your you know your crew. Oh, if they started the game off like where you you, you start because I mean. 
I don't want to. I can't. I, without going into plot, unless you, until you finish it. Instead I of having. Mega Man Legends 3 where, as, you, as you start as a pirate, that'd be cool, I think. Instead of awesome. having the. the Sky the, Pirates? Instead yeah. of having the, the spiky, Actually. the spiky uh, um, Mega Man Legends hair that takes up a lot of airspace, have a jaunty pirate hat in like the same. occupying the same polygons. On that note, have any of you guys played Sky Gunner? On no, I, have, I have not. No. I have no earthly idea what that is. Yeah. Oh my! This is a really cool game. Um, it was released by I think Atlas USA in maybe two thousand one or two thousand two. Um, oh, and so it's this, this is the Bumpy Trot era of Atlas. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna get to that later too. <laughs> oh boy! Um, but um, it's it's basically like Star Fox, but with Sky Pirates, and it's got like the look and feel of Mega Man Legends. Oh, okay. It's very neat. That's interesting. Well. That's an interesting combination of references, at least. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> okay. Okay. I guess there's Tail Concerto as well, but. All right. So. Yeah, um, I played Concerto. So, yeah. so uh, Scott, if um, other than something, other than resolving plot threads, what's something you definitely would want in the hypothetical Mega Man Legends three? Um, I would like to see. Mega Man Legends two definitely lets you go to like different places and stuff like that, but I'd love to see actual open world stuff. That'd be cool. I think if they could do like open world, like you get you on catalogs, you get like a lot of kind of the beginnings of an open world stuff, and then in Legends two, you kind of get to go to different places and it's still looking up more. But if they made like all open world, and you just get to like fly around the flutter and just go places, different islands, I think that'd be dope. Cool. All right. So the, the, that's our thought on Mega Man Legends three. Like, uh, uh, now they've been deliberately vague about this, but Capcom has said in the whole year or so of publicity that they've done for Mega Man Eleven, which I which I think is pretty cool so far. I've only played the very I've I've beaten one robot master in Mega Man 11, Eleven, and then went right back to a different game that ends in Eleven. Uh, the Ca- Capcom representatives have mentioned that if Mega Man Eleven is successful, then they'll be much more open to reviving old Mega Man properties, which gets people, th- uh, you know, immediately mm. going to an X Nine or a Legends Three. Right. Um, so, so it's like, how optimistic or how hopeful should fans be? Do you think for a possible Legends three in the next say six years? I would say absolutely none because they tried nope. it. They tried it. They tried to get the fans involved. They tried to. They, they had a prototype version. They just never released but, anything. But the thing and, is, and, and the thing is, I don't think Inafune had a single successful game the past the past what like twelve yeah. years other than Mega yeah. Man, other than Mega Man Nine, which did do okay. Yeah, well, and I, the Gunvolt don't... games seem popular, don't they? The what? Yeah, the, 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 yeah. the, the Azure Striker Gunvolt games. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I... Like, I, I think that because Mega Man Eleven has no Inafune influence. The, like, um, it, they even mentioned right. how their um, Eleven was done by younger directors that grew up like working on Inafune's teams. And uh, but and then and it took multiple pitches, like they said, over a dozen pitches to higher ups before Eleven got approved. So I think there is Mega Man enthusiasm within Capcom, and if Eleven does are... well, then yeah. there could be there I, could I, be a Twelve or an X Nine or a Legends. 3. My my issue with that though is I feel like gameplay wise, I don't think you ever need Inafune to go do a Mega Man game. But for the yeah. story, this well, is his story. He's a CEO. He's yeah. not a he's not a creator. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I also think that I, I don't know if he has been a great CEO in no, like, obviously the, not the, the, the no. past ten plus years. So having him, like having Mega Man free of his influence, might be good for Mega Man. Because again, I haven't I haven't played it a lot, but I think Mega Man Eleven's good. 
Yo, no, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's a fantastic game. But like I said, I, I'm not worried about gameplay for I don't I, I don't play the Mega Man Legends games for gameplay because they're not for combat. We said we talk about combat controls. They're they're horrid. But I played it for the story, and I want I want to know in a Fune story. And if it's not that story, like well, you have to understand, at the end of Mega Man Legends Two, like they said, there's a really big cliffhanger. They leave a lot I mean, of stuff. Like, so, so um, does in Mega Man Legends Three, we'll never, we'll, we'll never have a scene of someone walking him up to him in a bar, and and Mega Man Volnart responds, "Mega Man, I haven't heard that name in years." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, shoot, now I want that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, right, you know, I, I, think... I, 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 get, I don't know enough about Mega Man Legends 2 to, um, yeah. to think about the story implications of a possible Mega Man Legends 3, but honestly, I think I, I'm a little more optimistic than Scott because I think there are people in Capcom that want to make more Mega Man, and Legends mm-hmm. 3 would have at least... I mean, I mean it, there would at least be an enthusiastic fan response to its announcement. So they, yeah. I, 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 if they can... Mm, Again, I don't know much about story implications, but I think that it's something that Capcom has at least had a meeting about. I'm, I'm sure. I'm. I think one of the big problems with three was it was probably like we talked about with the first one. It's like I don't think Capcom wanted to do it. I think it was yeah. Yeah. saying, "Look, we're going to do this thing. Wanted, it's like Kickstarter, but Kickstarter story. doesn't exist." But higher ups in Capcom didn't want Eleven to happen, and it was it was its creators like pushing for it to make it happen. So if, yeah. if Eleven is successful. And the yes. and and then I think Legends Three could happen, but yes. Well, I, look, let me. People like people like Mega Man. I I think the the response to Eleven was positive, unless I'm totally out of touch, which is possible. I think so. No, but I mean, what I was getting at with Legends Three was like he was pushing for it, but then he left the company during the campaign. So oh, I'm like, right. I mean, mm-hmm. of course. So I don't know if anyone really knows why, but I'm sure at that point they're like, well, the guy left. So like, we're not going to keep doing this. It's yeah, easy so for them to say like, oh, there was no fan involvement, but they weren't really reaching out to fans. And I reckon that's probably a convenient excuse. That's, to just yeah, they, they tried. Like they, they, they tried and there was a bunch of stuff I mean, you could like vote on and stuff like that. But it was like it, it was it was a half hearted like, try. though. It, it was it was very half hearted. Let's be real. It's, you know, Mega Man Legends 3 is not, you know, the last Guardian. So, yeah. I mean, they, they really had nothing to gain from continuing to do it, I suppose. And, and, and I mean, Donald, I, other than our undying love, but <laughs> yes, hmm, whatever right. that's worth. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think um, if you like Mega Man, get Mega Man Eleven, and then just like keep your expectations low, and then maybe you can be pleasantly surprised if they ever do return to this series. Agreed, and that that's directed at listeners and not just at me, I should say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but well. uh, because I, so far, Mega Man Eleven has my endorsement as a pretty good game so far, and also as an endorsement of please get this so Capcom thinks about making more Mega Man games. Yeah. Maybe mm. a Legends Three, or maybe they'll just make like a a three D Mega Man in an existing series. And have it have three D action elements, but then Let's the, do la- that first person one. the last time they tried that, it was Mega Man X Seven, which is one of the worst games oh. with Mega Man in the title. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. Boy, that, that one's rough. Mm. I, I, this is one of the retro encounter games I've been the most torn about playing because I went in with some enthusiasm because I love Mega Man, and then I was frustrated at first because I remembered why I didn't like Mega Man Legends twenty ish years ago when I first played it, but then uh, as I played it. I started liking it more and more, and I was genuinely intrigued by a lot of the dialogue with Juno at the end. So it's like it's like mm. th- there's there are the seeds of a good game here, and I'm sure mm-hmm. Mega Man Legends Two is much more functional. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, uh, the spirit of it is is good. Like uh, like uh, all mm. of the, all the dialogue, the expressiveness, and the like the look of the main characters. I, I think is sort of creating their own fun interpretation of a Mega Man world, and all of that's not bad. It has it has Mega Man spirit, even though I don't think it is it, like the execution lives up to its ambition. Is is uh, yeah. is, is that that's my feeling. I'm in agreement. That's my feelings. The Mega Man Legends one. There's cool ideas, um, cool visual cues, a lot of a lot of things to like, but those likable things are rarely the gameplay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most definitely. If you're about to wrap it up, we need to make sure we talk about the monkey in the room first. Oh, we do. Um, I, we, we mentioned him a little bit. Uh, we didn't mention him at all in the first episode, and we mentioned him only offhand this episode. But uh, Data might be the best uh, save function character in video game history. Yeah, heck correct. yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I, I cannot think of a, of a better one at, at all. Who doesn't like a dancing monkey? Right. He he's a monkey doing the monkey with a very cute design and a very nice little animation loop. Uh, he, he again, I, I think the the one thing that would have made this game go from a seven out of ten to a ten out of ten is a giant kaiju data versus servbot destroying over <laughs> uh, like over Cadillac City battle. I, that, that's what oh. I wanted more than anything. That's in Legends too. Yeah. Really. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I believe you for a, for seven tenths of a second. Although, oh my although God. there is a, nah, okay, I won't say anything. Okay, sure, <laughs> sure. I, I, is there more data involvement in Mega Man Legends Two? Of course, you learn all yes. about data at the end of this game. You learn he's a memory unit. Of course, he plays a way more important role in the second game. He's yeah. literally a memory card within a memory card. He literally yeah. starts. He literally starts the game off in Legends Two. Pretty funny. Yeah. He shoves himself into a PlayStation One, and then like, and then zoomed zoomed over a uh, a a waterlogged Vista. Sure. <laughs> Data's great. Um, I I would not like. Uh, and he also is the in the fine tradition of Mega Man's uh, animal companions, alongside you know Rush the dog, Beat the bird, Tango the cat, who is one of mm-hmm. the most underutilized Mega Man characters ever. But uh, I guess we are. If we're talking about Tango the cat and um, and not about Data the monkey, maybe it is the ti- uh, the end of the episode. Uh, I had a lot of fun recording it with you guys, and um, and this again, again, maybe my favorite thing about recording these episodes is finally having, uh, you know, more like finally having an excuse or at least some prodding to g- to go back and play these games, which I have had, you know, in my in my backlog as in my list of gaming shames for decades now. <laughs> I will I will say if you want to if you want an idea of what an open world Mega Man Legends 3 could be like um I would recommend tracking down a copy of Steambot Chronicles for Duh, PlayStation yes. 2. Oh, you're going to say Always that. Steambot Chronicles. Where's Marcos? Always Steambot Chronicles. Where's Marcos? Marco, Marco, Marcos, Marcos, just, Marcos uh, who has a small child and is probably sleeping whenever he can, just woke up bolt yes. upright because someone said yeah. Steambot Chronicles. <laughs> yes. Wonderfully janky game with a very, like, quite similar um, tone. And um, you're, a lot of the um, robots and uh, pirate gangs you're fighting... Uh, have a similar kind of feel to the bonds, not quite as um, unique um, or memorable, but um, still a heck of a lot of fun. Very janky game. Um, so 
you can cry over um, Steambot, 2, Steambot Chronicles 2 getting cancelled, as well as um, oh, Legends great. 3. I, I did buy a copy of <laughs> Steambot Chronicles because of Marcos's enthusiastic recommendation of it. Like, we've mentioned it on podcasts a couple of times, but in uh, back when Marcos and I were both in the RPG fan music section, he would talk up that game a lot. So it was not yeah. ju- mm. not just podcasts where uh, where Marcos is evangelizing that, um, that uncommon Atlas PS2 game. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's pretty janky, but I have a lot of affection for it. I just love that its Japanese title is like, uh, what is it? It's something like, uh, like Monogatari Bumpy Trot or something. It's a romantic scrap adventure, Bumpy Trot. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, well, anyway, okay, all right. If we're done with Mega Man Legends and talking about romantic scrap adventure, Bumpy Trot, now we're, the episode's definitely over. Uh, listeners, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us in our Mega Man Legends discussion. Um, we have two more Mega Man Legends episodes ahead of us, but they are about the sequel, Mega Man Legends 2, coming in the next two weeks. And following that, uh, it's still in the planning stages, but um, I think we're going to have a Halloween-ish, cre- definitely creepy, maybe indie, um, horror RPG episode uh, right after Mega Man Legends 2. Uh, is, uh, uh, Rob, you're involved in, in that one, but it, it's... Uh, y- I am. You're, you're pinning down the game that you're playing and what it's going to be about? Uh, yeah, um, I believe we have all decided that we're going to be playing the um, indie uh, wolf RPG game, uh, uh, Mermaid Swamp. I think we're going to try and run that one right after Mega Man Legends 2. So, uh, so uh, li- listeners, check out Mermaid Swamp in the meantime if you want to be a little more informed when that episode airs in about three weeks. And following that, I think we um, – I did put it publicly on Twitter. So the, uh, the next Game Journal game that we're having with two episodes in the month of November is Golden Sun – that Camelot, hey. that Camelot classic. It turns out that they can make a game better than Beyond the Beyond. Beyond the Beyond too. <laughs> I, Rob, I think that you and I, uh, I, I think, we, I think we get arrested if we don't mention Beyond the Beyond at least once a month on a podcast. Yeah, well, we'll have to do that for a game journal, maybe for <laughs> uh, April Fools. Uh, please no. So, uh, listeners, you can find us on RPGFan.com. There, uh, we have many fine uh, articles and podcasts and community features on that website, including the entire back catalog of Retro Encounter, Random Encounter, and Real Missing. Huh, my, my, my notes just end after those two podcasts. That's a little weird. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, we, our RPG Fan also has Twitter pages, Facebook pages, Instagram pages, Twitch pages, all of them linked from that front page. Uh, Scott is one of our regular Twitch streamers. We have Twitch stream, streams going on every day. And to see what that uh, menu of, um, of, of like watch-alongs is, you can check on the RPGFan.com front page. And uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Do we have anything else to plug before we go to individual social media accounts? I don't think so. Oh, we have a Discord. I would, I would plug Discord. a feature coming up, but the feature is going to post right before this episode does, so hopefully people are already reading it. Well, um, let's say what it is. Oh, we're doing the, um, I think it's 25 now, best 25 games on the 3DS. Awesome, yes. Uh, we had features from before I joined the website on um, the best of the PSP and DS, which, which got a lot of engagement and were a lot of, a lot of eyes on them. So now that the 3DS and Vita eras are roughly coming to a close, we're, we're going to have features on the best RPGs on each of those systems, starting with, the 3D, starting with the 3DS, which should be the first thing in the features uh, list right now. Listener, if you're listening to this episode shortly after it comes out, uh, the, yes. three, the 3DS feature should be near the top of the list of features. And I wrote a couple of blurbs from that. I think, uh, I think Mike and Rob, both of you did as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Scott, did you do any writing on that one? 
No, I didn't get a chance. Oh, okay, but uh, so anyway, there's a. It was a lot of fun compiling all of those, and in its in its uh, early version that I that we that uh, staff can look at now, it looks like it's going to turn out really well. But uh, it'll already be out at the time this episode airs. That's correct. So let's um share uh, share how listeners can reach us individually before we close it off. Starting with you, Mike. Um, well, sometimes I lurk on Discord, uh, but you can also get to me on Twitter at Valkyrie Studio. Or email. Does people use email anymore? But, you know, our emails are on the site. All right. And, uh, Rob, your turn. Uh, I invite you all to uh, join me on a romantic scrap adventure on Twitter at MisanthroBob. I'm going to incorporate the phrase romantic scrap adventure 2,000% more than I used to. Heck yeah. In the next few months. Um, uh, Scott, how can uh, re- listeners reach you most easily? Um, I do not have any kind of social media, but you can find me on Discord, and you can also find me on the Twitch channel almost every night. If you want to come talk to me personally or ask questions, you're more than welcome to come on. Chats like Discord and and yeah. and, and Vent and Slack, th- those are kind of social media. They're social media adjacent. Yeah, it's, I guess. It's, it's improved IRC. Mm. And IRC is just multiplayer notepad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and listeners, if you want to reach me, the easiest way to do so is probably via Twitter. I am at the Real Monsoon most of the time, and at Evoker for Dogs other times. I am Monsoon on the RPG fan boards that I don't use anymore, and Monsoon Mike on the RPG fan Discord. So I think we've about covered it. I I hope I didn't forget anyone this time. A few episodes ago, I accidentally tried to close the episode without getting to one panelist, and I'm still uh, embarrassed about it. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's too bear. <laughs> I think we can close the door on Mega Man Legends 1 and open the door for Mega Man Legends 2 starting next week. Listeners, thank you, good night, and good luck.